You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, we are going to do some Q&A. So people who have written in and have wanted to get their questions answered. How do you do that? If you want your question answered, all you got to do is email me, trip at tripadvice.com, put in the subject line, podcast question, and then I'll know it's for the podcast, and then I will answer it here on the podcast. Now, here's the thing. I like to answer questions that are thorough. So don't worry about you know being quick and to the point. You can write a long question as long as it has the necessary details that you need in order to get the best answer possible. Okay, And so you'll get an idea of how that works today. Some of these questions are just very interesting, very unique. And I like to pick those ones versus something about how do you flirt with the girl? How do you get over approach anxiety? I just don't answer those questions for the Q&A because those questions are answered on several other podcast episodes where I do a deep dive into some of those topics, whether it be with myself or with an interviewee. So you can check those out there. But if you have a specific question on your situation that you haven't found answered yet, email me. And in the subject line, podcast question, again, that's trip at tripadvice.com. Now, I know we are getting deep into the holidays now, if you are listening to this in more real time. And so we have the new year coming up. And if you have a New Year's resolution of getting your dating life handled, even through all this mess we've been going through with COVID, and you want to figure out how can I date through this? How can I meet more women? Or just in general, how do I meet more women? How do I have an active dating life? How do I become more confident? How do I meet women online and actually get matches and actually get them to meet up? How do I meet them in person? How do I get them attracted to me? How do I make this all happen? All those questions are answered and more in the TripAdvice coaching program, which you can check out at coachedbytrip.com. When you go to coachedbytrip.com, you're going to find an application where you can fill out and then gives us a chance to get on the phone. You will be talking to me, just me, and I will make sure that we get you the help that you need with your dating life. Okay, So all you got to do is go to coachedbytrip.com, fill out the application, and then you and I can discuss the coaching program which is weekly calls with me. You get unlimited texting with me. You get access to all my programs. Everything that you're going to need to be able to succeed in this game. Let me help you. Don't do this alone. And make sure that you have someone who knows what they're doing. So if you've listened to my podcast, you know that I know what I'm talking about here. And I've helped so many guys just like you. If you actually want to see what or hear what coaching is like, you can go to some of the more recent episodes from this one. And I actually put in the title Live Coaching because that's exactly what it is. And you can see a little bit of a, of a glimpse into what coaching is like with me. So check those out. Those are here on the podcast. Again, the title of it is Live Coaching and then colon and then whatever the topic is. So you can check that out if you're not so sure or you want to hear more about what it's about. And then afterwards, go to coachedbytrip.com and apply today. All right, should we do it? Let's do it. Let's get into some of these questions. Some are very unique, and I'm excited to help you out. Let's do it. Here we go. First one, hi, Trip. I'm not sure this is a good question for the podcast. Well, 
I think it is because I picked it. Since this is a rare occurrence, but I feel a select few could really use your guidance. I dated this girl for one year. She unfortunately passed away due to a blood clot. Oh man, I'm very sorry to hear that. I obviously have a lot of memorabilia of her, in particular a framed picture of us with the date we started dating. I wouldn't want to besmirch her memory by taking the picture down. But then again, if I started dating a new girl, it would be really awkward slash mood killer if the girl were to see this picture. I feel like I'm caught between a rock and a hard place. So any advice you can provide would be greatly appreciated. Thank you, Andrew. Andrew, that is a very specific question and very specific uh, for some people out there. But I'm sure that people have either been in a situation like this or maybe they're a widow. Maybe their wife has passed. So first, I want to say, Andrew, I'm, I'm very sorry that happened. Uh, that would be absolutely terrible for anyone to go through that. I know that if I went through that, that would be extremely painful and very hard. So especially for one year, you dated this girl for one year. That's, a, that's quite a bit of time. So anyway, I'm very sorry that that happened. Let me help you out here and just give you my two cents. So yeah, you dated her for a year. You got a lot of memorabilia. I'm sure you have lots of pictures, framed things, all that. Here's what I would do. You don't say here uh, when it happened. You said you dated her for a year. I'm just kind of reading this over again. You didn't, didn't say, I don't think, yeah, it doesn't look like you said this happened recently or not. The reality is you're going to go through the grieving process, right? So maybe you've already been going through that. Maybe you, it's been six months since that happened. Maybe it's been a couple of years ago. I'm not sure. But you're going to go through a grieving process. Let yourself go through that. I honestly, I wouldn't start dating for at least six months. At least. I wouldn't wait too long also because I think that if it's taking too long, then maybe you're not handling the situation as best as you could. I think grieving for years and years and years is, is not healthy. And there are definitely healthier ways to deal with something like that, going to a therapist talking it out, lots of things that I'm not sure of, to be honest, because I've never had to give that specific advice. But the advice I want to give you is let yourself go through that. Give yourself three to six months to go through that. And as you go through this process, I would start to collect the memorabilia and I would put it in a little box. I don't think you have to throw it away. I think this is someone who is special to you. But for now, just put it in a box after you're or as you get to these, this end of this three to six month period. So you can put it away. And it's not that you're forgetting her. It's not that she's not important to you anymore. But it is just a sign that you are ready to move on past the grieving phase. Again, it's not moving on past her. I'm sure you know. You guys probably said, I love you if you were dating for a year and it got really deep. So you're respecting her and the situation by putting things in a box and putting it away. Who knows what's going to happen with that box? Maybe in the future, you will end up tossing it. Maybe you will end up burying it. Who knows? Just putting it out of sight, out of mind. Maybe you won't. I'm not sure. I don't have advice on that specifically. But I do know that you can't grieve forever. And I think eventually you put things away and you say that you're going to move on. I'm sure that the woman that you were dating, and if anyone's listening out there who was, who is, a widow, that that person would want you to move on. Wouldn't you want the other person to move on to and to date other people and to find love? It would be very selfish to not want someone to have that. So I do believe that 
that's what they would want you to do. You know, <laughs> it would sting a lot if you did that right away, but I doubt many people will do that. And I don't think that's, that's clearly not you. So I would say we take this picture and we put it in a box to say, hey, it's not that we're getting rid of the memory of her, but we are moving on past being able to date someone because a person that you're going to want to date when you are finally ready to date, again, that might take three, six, maybe even you know three, six months to grieve, but it could even take you up to a year to start dating again. And once you do that, I do think it's respectful towards the new person that you're dating that you have gotten over that person because no one wants to date someone who has not yet gotten over someone, whether it's from a death or it's from a breakup. Right? We don't want to be dating other people who still have that baggage. So you have to know for yourself that you're ready to date again, that you're ready to go out there. And at that point, it's respectful for everyone involved to just take the memorabilia and just put it aside for now when you want to figure out what you can do with it later. That's what you'll do. But for now, it's a good sign that you've moved on. If you're saying that you still have this picture and it's still up, it could be that you're still grieving. But you also said here, I wouldn't want to besmirch... That's a great word, by the way. I wouldn't want to besmirch her memory. You're not going to do that. The memory is always going to be with you. Okay, But eventually, you do, if you do want to date, you do want to be in other relationships, maybe even want kids one day, it is best that you go to a point where you can give that person your full attention and not have some of that memorabilia lying around. You're not going to besmirch her memory it's still going to be with you. Again, you might have that box. And I think that that's okay to have too. You know, if someone that you're dating ever finds the box or whatever, you tell them the truth. It's someone I dated and they were very special to me at the time, but they passed away. And it's just something that I hold dear to my heart. Doesn't mean that I don't have love or the ability to date other people, but it's something that was important to me at that time. And I think that someone should understand that. And if they don't, well, that's their problem. And maybe you shouldn't be with them in the first place. So again, my advice here is I would put it away and I would try to get past just having some of those things lying out so you can move forward. But again, you have it there and it's something you can come back to and it's something that you can have. And I, I really don't think that is it is getting rid of her in your memory because she'll always be there. So Andrew, I hope that helps. That was definitely a very unique question. And I hope that helps anyone else who's going through that process. Here we go. Another question. Hey, what's going on, Trip? Got a question for you. I'm currently serving in the US Army. Don't think I've seen it in any of your podcast episodes. I'm not trying to look for a one-night stand or hookup, but I was wondering if you got any advice for talking to women in a social setting like a bar or a club and having to deal with the stereotypes that most women perceive about guys in the military and how most only try to get with women for one night stands slash hookups. Thanks so much and love your podcast, Chris. Chris, the reason why that is happening, that, that this, let's say this uh, stereotype or rumor is happening is out of fear, right? Women who are looking for relationships and maybe have been burned in the past and are looking for something serious, which a lot of women are, they don't want to be with guys who are just looking for that. So just empathize for a second. So I'm just throwing empathy your way. This is why it's happening. And it's interesting. I, I wish you would have wrote a little bit more here. I wonder 
how this is happening. Are you just making this up? A lot of guys make up some of these things in their head because they have a lot of fear around this. So they're just making up stories in their head that women perceive guys in the military for one night stands. So I'm curious how you think or know that is true. Do you get turned down a lot? Do you hear this a lot from the women that you're talking to? Are they just, are they saying this to you? Really, that's kind of a shit test. That's a test of them testing you. Testing you specifically in this reason because they don't want just to hook up or a one night stand. Okay, and if they test you, don't get defensive. You agree and exaggerate. Make it a joke, make it light. And that should just at least serve the purpose that you're not that kind of guy, okay? So if that's happening to you a lot, just brush it aside. But then you can let them know, like, no, I I am actually looking for something serious, which you said that you are. You said, I'm not trying to look for a one-night stand or a hookup. So just let them know and say you're looking for something serious. Here's the thing. Either they're testing you, and if they are, you agree and exaggerate. If they keep bringing it up, it sounds like they're very serious about this, and you just let them know seriously, like, nope, that's not what I'm looking for, and let them know that you are looking for something serious, and that's it. Anyone else, don't just assume that's what they're thinking. Don't ever assume what a woman is thinking ever. That gets you into trouble because then then that usually prevents you from taking action. And we don't want to prevent you from taking any action. That is very bad news because then it's not going to get you too far and you're probably just making up these things in your head. So maybe you've heard this before. Maybe you've been through it. Just try to ignore it and then just bring it up in more of a serious manner if they persist. But if they don't say anything, don't even think about bringing it up. Here's another thing I would do. If you seem to have a lot of trouble here, and this is a a very common stereotype that you deal with, don't try to take them home the night that you meet them. So if you meet them at a bar or a club or a social setting, whatever, don't take them home and let them know that you're going to take them on a date. Say, hey, let me grab your number. I'd love to go on a date with you sometime. Just say it like that. I'd love to go on a date with you sometime. And then at least that shows them that you are more serious about a non-hookup situation. Or you can even put that in there. You can even say that in the conversation too. You can kind of seed that idea whether they even say anything or not. You can say something along the lines of, yeah, dating's been kind of difficult because... And you can say this, it's, it's kind of like a joke, but it even shows you're serious. You can say, uh, you notice that these days you meet a lot of women who are not interested in a serious relationship and they're looking for hookups and you're not looking for that. So you can actually say that same concept that they're already thinking and throw it back in their face in a sense where you're saying, hey, this is the thing that I am afraid of. Although you're not going to say afraid, but you're just going to say the idea that you're looking for something that is harder to find and that it's something that because it's harder to find, you want to say to her. But again, that's not exactly what you're going to say to her. You're just going to bring up in conversation like, yeah, have you noticed that dating has been tough lately? I feel like every time I'm talking to a, you know, a girl or you know, a girl's talking to me, it seems like they're just interested in something you know, very casual. And actually, that's not what I'm looking for. Do you ever find that? So you're going to bring it up to her in this way that's almost curiosity. And you're bringing her into the conversation. And this is going to subtly show that that is not what you're looking for. So that could help you as well. Again, I would use that if you're really finding that this has been a problem that happens a lot. But I just have a feeling that it's more of an assumption that you're making 
and be careful with those assumptions. Chris, hope that helps, man. Hope I gave you a, a good enough answer there. I think we covered most of the ground. So remember, keep in mind if this is all in your head or happening in real life, and we gave you some things to do with either of those situations. Hope that helps. Let's go to another one. What's up, Trip? I love your podcast. It has helped me so much. However, I do need some advice. I've been talking to my brother's wife's best friend. Okay, hold on. Let me think about this for a second. I've been talking to my brother's wife's best friend. Okay, so your sister-in-law's best friend. We've been on a date. We kissed, but have not hooked up. The big issue for her is that she lives two hours away. She seems hesitant because of the long distance, but I've tried to assure her that it is not a big deal. I'm always visiting friends that live in the same city. But the problem is I don't have my own place there. She has a house, but I can't just invite myself over. So how do I make this work? Or is it a lost cause because we live in different cities? Sorry for the long message. I hope to get some feedback. Thanks, Marshall. Uh, Marshall, uh, no, no, that's not long at all. That was great. Good enough information. So I'll say this to you. I, I don't think it's a lost cause, but I don't think you should do it. I just don't think it's a good idea. It's very, it's a very scarce mindset. You're tapping into the scarcity mindset. And I'll tell you why, because you basically you're looking at this woman as someone who is very special, which, hey, maybe you're very attracted to her and all that good stuff. But let's be honest with ourselves. Is this really an ideal situation? Is there really any woman that is worth it? where you have to have a two-hour long-distance relationship or more. I would even say an hour and a half. That's, I, I, could, I could go an hour, hour and 15. But even that, it's kind of, it's, it's long. It makes it hard to see each other. So what does that mean? What does it mean when it makes it hard to see each other? Well, a couple things. One, you're not going to see them as often. So it's not going to help with building the connection and building a, a good relationship. Two, it's going to be a big waste of your time. The, the amount of logistics you're going to have to deal with, with her coming to you, you coming to her, and then it's two hours of your time and when do you go? And then it's going to cut into all the, all the other things in your life that you're trying to accomplish. It just seems like a, a lot when it comes to anything over two hours. So that's two hour drive or any other several hour drive or of course anywhere where you have to get onto a flight. So let's just be real. Is that ideal? It's not. So it's a scarce mindset because you're saying to yourself, well, there's no other great women I could meet in my city. And you are in a situation that a lot of guys find themselves in. They end up meeting a woman through, you know, a family member or a friend or a tight social circle. And because they did, they find it a little bit more special. They put a little bit more of a, of a red ribbon on it, so to speak. And they build it up so big. But then when something not ideal comes along, they just deal with it. And I think that is bad. Let's think about this again. Wouldn't it be great if you found an amazing woman? Or let's, let's do this actually. Let's just compare and contrast. I give you two options. An amazing woman who lives 20 minutes away or an amazing woman that lives two hours away. You're, of course, going to pick the 20 minutes away, right? That's the one that you're going to be picking. Clearly, who wouldn't? Every person would, man or woman. But you don't have that other woman. 
So you're going to now, because you only have one choice, pick the woman who lives two hours away. So it's more of an emotional choice, but also it's a choice that you're making based on the fact that you have no other women in your life that you could be dating, that you could be seeing. So you're not implementing this advice that you're listening to on the podcast or in my Hooked program or anywhere else to be meeting lots of women that are in a more ideal situation than, of course, two hours away. So I think I've made my case clear here. I really think it's not that it's a lost cause. I think people can make long-distance relationships work for a little bit of time, but it sucks. It just sucks. It's not as fun. And I speak from experience. Back in the day, I, I've done, uh, I've, I know I've done one, maybe, uh, maybe two, but I've, I've done them and they're terrible. They're just terrible. One, one girl in college lived, it was like a three-hour drive. I mean, it's crazy. It was terrible. And it, it cut into my time in college and in the last year. I mean, talk about a little bit of regret there. Just not worth it. We didn't even end up together at the end of the day. So that was just no good. So I want you to be picking women who live closer to you, who are someone that you can see often and it doesn't have to get into your personal life where you have to take all this time to see them. Plus, it'd be much nicer and just better for you if they came to your place. So if you're always going to her place, it just doesn't set the right tone. So there you go, Marshall. Hope that helps. And I think you know what to do now. All right, let's do another one. This is from Phil in Canada. Hi, Trip. I hope you are well. My name is Phil. I'm from Canada. I discovered your podcast two years ago and really like it. Some of your tips really helped me to get girls and be more confident with myself. Thank you for that. I want to ask you some questions about my present situation. I met a girl in June last year and three months after. We began a serious relationship. Now it's been five months that we live together in our apartment. Recently, there has been some friction between the two of us by the fact that I'm always home to work and study, and she has to go in person for her work or for her school. We don't have much intimacy. We had sex a few times, but there is a sexual blockage on her part. There were a lot of reasons, stress, work, school, medication. The other day we had a talk and she told me that she didn't have any more libido or sexual attraction for me, or if yes, really little. Even if she still loves me and finds me attractive, she thinks the solution is just to break up, but I still have hope that we can fix that. Do you think I'm wrong to trying to fix it? Should I try to seduce her again like the first time we met? Thank you in advance and have a good day. Okay. This is interesting because the fact that you guys have had some distance, I wonder, that usually increases intimacy. The fact that you're home doing your thing, but then she has to go do some in-person stuff, that allows distance between the both of you, which should allow you to, to miss each other and want to be together more. I actually thought when you started asking this question that you were going to go into, I'm always home, she's always home, we're together so much, it's killed the intimacy then there would be a very simple answer here. You need to spend more time apart to increase the intimacy. You see, if you spend too much time with someone, the mystery starts to go away. The routine starts to get boring. Things start to become more predictable and less exciting. So you want to increase the distance. But it sounds like that's already a thing. So this is, this is telling me that there's something else going on in the relationship 
that you have not been able to figure out. It's not as simple as, should I try to fix it? Should I just try to seduce her again like the first time we met? The first time is not like now because now you guys know each other. You live together. There's all these things you guys have that's connected you to. It's not the same kind of seduction here. So I'd be curious to figure out and ask you, I wish you could come on the podcast and I can ask you these questions. I want to know why you think this is happening. That doesn't happen for no reason. A woman doesn't just lose her libido. And I think that she doesn't know this. She thinks she lost her libido. No, she lost her libido for you. I'm sorry to say this to give you, you know, I'm giving you tough love here. But she, she told you she's lost her sexual attraction for you. So she's lost her libido, but specifically for you. And again, it's hard to answer this question because I don't know what's going on. But what sounds to me the problem is, is something with routine. It sounds like, you know, the same things happen. Sounds like that she, she goes to work, she comes home, you guys do the same thing, and it's very predictable. And predictability is one of the killers of attraction. Another thing here, you said something interesting, which confuses me a little bit. You said, we don't have much intimacy. We had sex a few times, but there's a sexual blockage on her part. Maybe this is an error in, in the way that I'm, I'm that you're, you're writing this. I don't know. Maybe your, your original language isn't English. So I, I, I think you mean only recently you've had a sex a few times. But if you're telling me that you've been with her and you live with her for five months and you've only had sex a few times, well, that's a huge problem. I'm just going to assume that that's not the case, that you aren't in a relationship where you've been together and living together for quite a while. It seems like you're over a year of dating and you've only had sex a few times. So I'm going to imagine that's not the issue here and just think that it's been recently. So that's the case. The only thing I can say here, because I don't have all the details, is it's probably a sense of predictability. What happens is relationships get routine, they get boring, and they cause no emotional spike. For a man, it's a little bit easier to go through that. But for a woman, it can kill her attraction. Women need a little bit more of an emotional spike. They need that excitement. So there's something that I've, I've come up with that really helps to spike those emotions and keeps things less routine. So what I recommend is this. Every week, you do what I call a red wine check-in. Of course, you can make this specific to you and the girl, but you do a red wine check-in where every week you, you know, drink red wine, a new glass, maybe you get a new bottle, something you're interested in or another drink that you're interested in, or maybe even something that's like a little snack that you like. And then you guys talk and check in with each other. And you're doing this in a different way than you do in the routine way of like, hey, how was your day? And you come home and blah, 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 blah. So that's one thing you can do. That's on a weekly basis. On a monthly basis, you can try out a new restaurant that you've been wanting to try that maybe is like a nice place or a place that you just completely off the beaten path. And then that's monthly. Every quarter, you can do a local trip. So you guys drive somewhere or stay in a hotel somewhere, you drive somewhere or an Airbnb or something like that that's in the you know surrounding area where you can drive to. That's quarterly. And then every year, you can do an international trip where you guys go somewhere or you take a trip where you're on a plane and you go somewhere further out. So again, that's going to help you get more more unpredictable, less routine. And I know that Felipe, that's not going to help you now because now she's she's out. The, the thing is, is it's hard to clean up messes. It really is. It's, it's not easy to clean up a mess. Meaning... It's hard to give advice on what to do once things have already gone bad because once a woman sees you as unattractive, 
it's very hard for her to go back. So I'd really like to hear from you again. Maybe you can write in and tell us more about what you were doing that was wrong. But for you, I would say, if you want to fix it, you might need more distance. Trying, this is the tough part about getting a girl back. Is the whole act of trying to get her back actually pushes her away. It does. It pushes her away. So what you need to do is you need to actually give more distance so she starts to miss you and also senses your non-neediness and that gives you the best potential opportunity to get her back. So my advice is say to her, hey, listen, why don't we do this? Let's take a, a break. Let's take a week off from each other. Okay, I know that we live together, but let's just spend as much time apart in a week as possible and let's come back together. And then let's have this discussion. So it gives you guys even more space to think about things. You're not going to be texting. It's going to show her that you're not needy. It's going to maybe even scare her to think, wow, actually, I do miss him and I would, I would want to be with him. So now she's getting a little bit of a taste of that. And then you come back and you say, listen, we can make this work. I know this is something that is important to both of us. And this is, by the way, the dominant way of, of, of doing this. Say, so let's just make this work. And then you grab her and you pull her in and you kiss her. The thing is, is sometimes a woman is not feeling sexual or intimate because she's not in that space. That's why you need things like foreplay and you need to move slower and not just jump into things sexually. So you want to create that space. And I hope you can do that in the next time that you guys hang out with each other. And then you slowly, slowly, slowly escalate and then get her turned on. And if that doesn't work, at that point, Felipe, I would say that this is over and you need to move on. And it's a waste of time to try to get a girl to like you that doesn't like you. You know, then try to actually, it's just better to move on and meet a woman who has the high interest. When they start to lose interest for you, I know this is easy for me to say because I'm not in it emotionally and it's the more logical way to look at it. But I'm telling you, you don't want to be with a woman who doesn't watch you. So I'm not saying you give up so fast. No, you try, create a little distance, come back to each other and see what you can do. But if that doesn't work, I would say you move on. All right. I hope that helps everyone. I really enjoyed these questions. If you have any more questions, email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line, podcast, podcast question, and I'd be happy to help you and answer your question. Remember, the more specific, the more details, the better. I do like those. And then I can help you as best as I can. Great episode. Awesome talking to you guys. Don't forget, if you need coaching and you want specific help in working with me, just go to coachedbytrip.com and apply today. And I'd be happy and excited to work with you.